So I have a question. How are small business owners like us, who are spending 60 plus hours a week working in our businesses and are still struggling to make ends meet, who have no time to spend with family, friends, or the things we value most in life, who feel trapped inside of our businesses and it is consuming our lives? How do we get the freedom to be able to work on our businesses and not in them? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to today's podcast. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. So it's been a while since I've done a podcast, folks. Uh, I've been sick from January 8th through February 13th. So I have had a long bout with a cold covid bronchitis, and last but not least, a sinus infection, which I'm just now getting over. So anyhow, but I'm not going to go into any of that other stuff. I want to go in and get it right into today's podcast, which today's podcast is about positive thinking. And so let me just talk to you a little bit about this. So like I said, I've been sick for a while, (coughs) and you're going to hear me cough and clear my throat a little bit. I'm still, um, I still got a little congestion, and I'm trying to get over this, but and saying all that, while I would been sick, I I really went into a depression because uh, I wasn't able to work. Uh, I wasn't able to do any of my projects I've got uh, that I've been working on. I wasn't able to do my podcast. There's just all kinds of things I wasn't able to do. And it really just kind of put me into this nasty depression. And I was on my cell phone one day and I was looking through some of my Instagram stuff and I was just like, I ran across this post that was a repost of someone else's post and it was positive thinking. And I was just like, huh, this is, this is really cool. And I started reading it and it had seven basically steps or seven points on how to really um, get yourself in, in a positive thinking uh, mode, I guess, is the correct word I'm looking for. And in doing that, um, I read it, and, and here I was, you know, sick in bed. Um, I'd had my laptop out, and I'd, I'd, I'd tried to work a little bit, but I'd get the, the coughing fits. And, I mean, I just had all this other stuff going on. And so reading this post made me think, hey, I need to do a podcast on positive thinking. And I pulled my laptop up, and I started writing an outline for this particular podcast. And I write an outline for all my podcasts, but I don't write anything verbatim, word for word. I, I mean, I don't script mine out. I do write outlines because it keeps me on track. But if you've listened to any of my podcasts, folks, you know that I like to go down rabbit holes. I like to veer off topic sometimes. <coughs> and this right here is what keeps me focused is this outline. So I wrote this outline on positive thinking, and I was just like, and I started thinking to myself, and I started going through these things. And I'll read them off to you real quick, and then we'll go into them uh, deeper. But the first one is focus on the present. Embrace your creative brain is number two. Number three, treat your failures as a learning uh, lesson. Number four, be confident and fearless. Number five, visualize your success on a daily basis. Number six, surround yourself with positive people. And number seven, remember, you are in a marathon, not a sprint. And so um, I really started 
thinking about this. And as I was sick, you know, I mean, I felt really bad, but I still started focusing on on a couple of these different things, you know, and like treat your failures as learning lessons. This is this is one thing that I preach to my kids. I have thirteen year old uh, boy girl twins, and um, they are and, and and my son. I mean, I mean, this has been beat into his head, and I used it this morning, and he was just like, you know. Um, what was it that he did this morning? He he forgot something, and I, I don't remember what it was. And he started apologizing. I said, "Don't apologize." I said, "I said, what'd you learn from it instead?" I said, "Don't don't apologize. What'd you learn?" And he had to think about it for a minute. I was just like, "Yeah." And so the thing is, is that if you can embrace this one concept, <clears throat> it will change your life. It will change the way you think about things. But anyhow, so but as I was I was sick, I was writing this this outline, and I started trying to apply some of this stuff to to me as I was sick, and I really had to embrace some of this stuff, and I really had to think about it. Love, thankfully, my wife, I love her so much. She was just wonderful doing this whole thing, um, and and my and my wife is a is a strong D, uh, you know, she's a type A personality. She's she's a go getter. And I love her so much, and she um, and she was so supportive during this whole sick time, and you know, and I and I just got mad and irritated and just frustrated and depressed about all this stuff. But as I started working a little bit here and there in pieces and writing some outlines and thinking about this positive thinking, <clears throat> I really had to dig deep down and understand that. It's okay that you're sick. You may not like it, but what can you learn from it? This is a learning lesson. <clears throat> and I think the one thing I learned from being sick for so long is not to take things for granted, not to take my health for granted. And so, you know, that's that's one of the things I learned. So let's go on and get into today's topics. Um, uh each little each step, I guess. The first one is focus on the present. Think about what you're doing today. Living in the moments of today, and when I say moments, I mean moments. Um, you may not know this, but moment is actually a increment of time. It's ninety seconds, so you can Google that, and look that up. But yeah, moments. So you have moments in the day. Uh, so. When you're thinking about certain things, you know, live in these the, these moments because because we normally have hard thought about something for about ninety seconds or so. If you if you really think about it, uh, I mean, I my brain goes ninety miles an an hour. I mean, when, I'm just when just thinking all the time. I go from subject to subject to subject, but the things that really uh, matter to me, I spend more time on, and I probably spend more than just a moment on them too, but. <coughs> The things that are important, you will at least spend a moment or more on them. So anyhow, so think about what you're doing today, all right? Don't think about yesterday, what happened yesterday. Yesterday doesn't matter. Only today matters. Because today is what you have control over. What is going on right now in your life? You have control. Nobody else does. You have control. So take a hold of that, grasp it, 
Hold on to that thing, okay? Because that's what today is. You have to hold on to today. Don't think about what's going to happen tomorrow. Now, towards the end of your day, you can kind of do a little planning for tomorrow, but you really don't need to spend much time thinking about tomorrow because tomorrow will be your today. And yesterday, you can't go back to. You can't go change anything about it. You can't go do anything about what happened yesterday. You have to move past yesterday. And so also, when we're talking about a focus on the present, that means that today, set your goals for today. And it could be one goal. It could be two goals, threes. It could be whatever. But here's the thing about it is you want to set things that you can accomplish in today. And so there's an old Indian adage that says, how do you eat an elephant? And it's one bite at a time, one bite. And so the thing is, is that set things, set small goals, take your big goals, break them down into bite-sized pieces and start trying to accomplish these things. And it may just be one bite today. And, and, and make sure that you're not taking too big a bites. Make sure it's just a bite size. Nothing that's going to stuff your mouth full. Just something that you can put in and chew and eat easily. So you don't want to set even your bite size goals as like big honking mouthful of goals. We don't want we don't want that. We want a bite size. Now we don't want a crumb. We don't want things that are too easy either. So the thing about it is it sets something that you know you can accomplish today and move forward. And the thing is, is that once you do that, if you're able to accomplish this one bite-sized goal, and once you get good at accomplishing bite-sized goals in a day or or a bite-sized goal in a day, and then you still got time left to do something else, add another bite-sized goal, and then add another one. And before long, you'll get good at it to where you're able to really, you know, have multiple bite-sized goals in a day. And so I really do um, encourage you to do that. Number two is embrace the creative brain. And this is a really important piece. Because the thing about it is, is that sometimes we can't get things done unless we get a little some of our creative juices going. Everybody has some sort of creativity. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Everybody has something. Now, more people, some or take this back, some people are more creative than other people are. But we all have a little bit of creativity inside of us. And what that means is that <clears throat> it means that we're able to open up our minds and work through some of these goals, okay? And sometimes it takes creativity. And so you need to be doing some activities that get your creative juices flowing. And so for me, um, I personally like to whiteboard, especially if if I'm talking about I'm doing a project Excuse me. Or if I am um, working on a podcast or anything, anything that I'm trying to have some productivity with, 
So if I'm able to whiteboard, for me, I draw and I doodle and I do all these things. And let me give you a little cool piece of advice if you like to whiteboard. Is it take your cell phone after you finish doing a whiteboard and you got all this stuff on it, you know? You're like, oh, I don't want to ever go away, right? Take your cell phone out. Take a picture of it, all right? Then erase it and and then start doing more. What ends up happening with me is that I'll end up going through five, six, seven, ten, I don't know. I, I, I went through 20 whiteboards, it seems like. You know, doing it and then taking a picture and erasing and keep going and doing these things. And what I end up doing is that I end up printing these things off and then I put them into a little a booklet. And then I'm able to go back and look at these things and it keeps, and it, then it gets me going on the things I need to do. So... Um, I love to whiteboard. Whiteboard gets uh, that, that's my creative juice stuff. Um, and then once you do do this stuff, once you are doing something to get your creative juices going, take action on your creative thoughts. Okay, get them on paper, get them on something, write them down, whiteboard them, put them on your computer. I, I don't care how you get these things out of your head. But you, but you got to get them out of your head. You got to birth them into the world, and you got to get them on paper, okay? Or you got to get them on 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 a computer. I I prefer paper, just because I think it really it it's it's permanent kind of a thing. You know, I mean, yeah, you can tear up paper and throw it away and all this other fun stuff. But in my mind, it says if I put it on paper, and I can come back to it, it's permanent. Does that make sense? So anyhow. But once you get it out of your head and it's either on a whiteboard or whatever, right, you got to start taking action on these creative thoughts. You don't need to let any time waste between these things. You don't want to come back to it and say, well, you know, I'll just wait for tomorrow. I don't need to do this stuff. You don't want to do that. You want to go on and get this stuff and take action on it immediately. And when you're taking action on these things, try to do it someplace to where you can reduce your distractions. Me, personally, it's in my office. If my office door is closed and my and my family knows I'm up here, they know not to disturb me. They know that they can send me a text, but if I'm up here working and my door is shut, they know better than to come up here and start messing with me. So... Uh, find you a distraction-free place in your house, your office, wherever. And another way to help kind of get your creative juices flowing is reading or going and seeing a live show, you know, um, or going and meeting up with colleagues or friends that are very like-minded, doing something like this right here. For me, um, I, I love meeting up with colleagues, with friends that are like-minded because that really helps me. And I always take a journal with me so I can journal while I'm there. Um, that's a great way. From Another way for me to really get my creative juices going is to read. And I normally have three to four different types of books I keep reading on a constant basis. I rotate through them. So, and I have them broken up into categories. The first category is what I call a pleasure. It can be a novel, fiction, something like this right here. <coughs> it can be autobiographies. It can be any of that kind of stuff. Something that is, um, that 
is pleasurable for me to read. The next one is what I had. My second category is what I call business. Business is something that I'm growing my mind um, in a business world, in a business piece, right? The third category is I read some sort of religious book. Uh, I'm a follower of Jesus, so I normally read something in that category. And the fourth category is what I call hobby. So like I do leatherworking. Um, I dabble in gun with guns and things and gunsmithing, like this kind of stuff. Um, <coughs> so, so I will read books and get things. I like to cook, so I buy cookbooks. Um, I like to grill. I like to do all this. I like to smoke meat. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Whatever your hobbies are, right? Get some books on that stuff. And I mean books don't, I mean, yeah, you can watch videos and do all kinds of things, but books you can always go back to um, in a pinch. So I always do that. So I normally have about four different categories of books going on at any one time, and it's great. And then the last thing is carve out time in your schedule to be creative. And here's the thing about it is, is that I use Google Calendars, um, I'm an iPhone user, but I use Google Calendars because I can share that Google Calendar with my wife. And within my side of my Google Calendars, I have two calendars. I have my personal calendar, and then I have what I call my production calendar or my productivity calendar. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't share my productivity calendar with my wife. This is for me and me only. Um, I share like appointments and other things like that with my wife, but not my productivity calendar. And I also carve out pieces of time, what I call white space in my calendar. That's just for me. Whether it is time to be creative, whether it's I want to just relax some. I personally like going to the movies by myself because I don't have to worry about how big a popcorn I get or what kind of drink I, I get or if I take candy or anything else like this right here. I go so I can be alone, watch a movie, eat as much popcorn as I want to, drink as much soda as I want to. And if I want candy, I can get candy. <coughs> Excuse me. My sciences are draining today, guys. So, anyhow, but carve out some time to be creative in your calendar. The next one is treat your failures as learning lessons. All mistakes and failures are nothing more than learning opportunities for us. We all make mistakes. We all have failures. And if you're not making mistakes and if you're not having failures, that means you're not growing. So take those things and look at them as learning opportunities instead of these negative things as mistakes and failures, right? They are learning opportunities. Every failure, every mistake is a learning opportunity. What did you learn from it? How are you going to fix it? <coughs> What's the next step? And so the thing is, is that and you've really got to reset your mind and take a negative and change it to a positive. You really have to understand that these things, you know, are nothing more than you growing and becoming better than who you are right now. And next is the thing that is super hard for most people and for me too. And I had to learn this and I had to, Develop this. I had to constantly um, practice at this thing, and it's finding the silver lining. And so the saying goes, every dark cloud has a silver lining. 
Well, I add something else to this. So every dark cloud has a silver lining, but sometimes you got to look really hard to find it. Let me say that again. Every dark cloud has a silver lining, but sometimes you have to look really hard to find it. And in saying that, <clears throat> so let me give you a prime example of this, is that back in 2009, my dad was murdered. And terrible, terrible tragedy, folks. But <clears throat> I've spent most of my life trying to get my dad's approval and trying to make him proud of me. And I found out after his death that he was very proud of me and he had my approval or I, or I had his approval, should I say. And the thing was, is that while he was living, I really didn't know that. But after he passed away, I quit trying to strive for that peace. And it was a weight off of my shoulders. <clears throat> that was my silver lining in all this. And all this crazy tragedy that happened around my father's death, I was able to grasp on to one piece of positive information, one piece of positivity. <clears throat> and so I'm just telling you right now, you have to understand these things and you have to look hard and you have to really try to really make your life the best as it can be. And in these terrible moments that happen, try to find the good thing because there's always something good with, with the bad. Okay. Remember, you can't have dark without light. Okay. So the next piece is <clears throat> be confident and fearless. So the first thing is in this is you need to be aware of what your fears are. You need to know what your fears are. And when you know what your fears are, then you can start doing the hard things in life, which is attacking your fears and going after your fears. Because if you don't, your fears own you. <clears throat> you can't move forward in life on certain things. So if you're afraid of the water, if you're afraid of drowning, right, you need to learn how to swim. You need to go after that. And so <clears throat> you need to really start attacking your fears. And so I used to be afraid of heights. And I just finally said, you know, I'm not going to let this conquer me anymore. <clears throat> so I started, I started getting on ladders. I started slowly but surely getting higher and higher and understanding that it was just a fear in my mind. And I wasn't going to let this fear conquer me the fear of heights and I conquered it that there is that there's a mental toughness of you know, being aware of your fears and going after and conquering them <clears throat> is a mental toughness exercise just to let you understand next on being confident and fearless is connect with people that you find that are fearless and confident and what happens is is that if you're around people that have some things that you don't have, you will, you will gravitate more towards them and you slowly will become more fearless and confident in the things you do. Because the people that are this, they will require it of you. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. 
So as a as a kid, have you ever been around someone that was more fearless and confident than you were? They said, come on, let's go do this crazy thing. You know, let's say that you you were afraid of heights like I was when I was a kid. Um, and, uh, and, and like I said, and, and part of the things that I did to help cure myself of being afraid of heights, well, what got me afraid of heights is I fell out of a tree one time, like way up in a tree. And that is what kind of perpetuated my fear of heights. Um, but... <clears throat> But the thing but is, is that how many times did you do something when you was a kid? Or maybe you didn't. But when I was a kid, I, I was around some other people that did things that I was uncomfortable with. And then I ended up doing some of the things. Now, some of the stuff was stupid, I know. But if you get around people that take some chances that are fearless and confident, you will rise towards their level. The next thing is be willing to look stupid. It's okay. Because the thing about it is, is that if you can't laugh at yourself, then you really can't laugh at anybody else. And if you do something stupid, it's okay. Um, the thing is, is that as long as you give it a try, you're, you're trying something. You're getting outside of your comfort zone. And if you end up looking stupid, you look stupid. It's okay. <coughs> it's just a small feeling that will go away. The next thing is about being confident and fearless is... Uh, adopting a grateful attitude, a grateful mindset. Be thankful for the things that you have. If you're living in the United States, we are living in the one of the richest nations in the world. I forgot what it is. It's something like $30,000 a year. Um, don't quote me on that number, but if you let's just say it's $30,000 a year, you are you are the 1% in the world. You are rich beyond belief. It's crazy. <clears throat> the next one is embrace the suck. This is a um, military term, talking about embrace the suck. <clears throat> and we'll talk more about this whenever um, I've got some upcoming podcasts coming. And whenever, whenever we talk about mental toughness, I'll talk more about embrace the suck. But it just means that when you are doing tough things, embrace the pain. Embrace the discomfort. Embrace the things that are going on that's making your life a living hell, whether it's physically or mentally. Embrace it. The next one is you need to put things into perspective. Remember, like I said, that grateful attitude and putting things in perspective because I'm telling you right now, I'm blessed beyond more than I could ever, ever deserve I mean, I'm, I'm blessed beyond whatever I deserve. And the thing is, is that I'm so grateful <clears throat> that I'm able to do the things I'm able to do to help people out there. That's the reason why I'm doing this podcast. It's not for me. Even though I do like hearing myself talk, I'm going to be honest. <clears throat> I still got to put these things together. I still got to do all the editing. I got to upload them. I, there's, a lot, there's lots of work to this, right? But the thing about it is, is that I'm doing this because I've been called to help other people. And so I'm embracing and I'm grateful to be able to do these things. And it's putting things in perspective that I'm giving back to people that need it. Because the people that poured into me, I've got to pour back into someone else. So that's part of being fearless and confident, putting things into perspective, embracing the suck. Have a grateful attitude. Be willing to look stupid. 
Connect with people that are fearless and confident and be aware of your fears, folks. The next one is, number five, is visualize your success on a daily basis. And this can be pretty hard, folks, but <clears throat> I've got a really cool way to do things, okay? So <clears throat> take your goals on what you're doing, all right, and put them on one color post-it note and put them in places and write, do, do, do multiple, write, write multiple ones of this goal, okay? And put them in places where you're going to see them on the mirror, in your office, in your vehicle, okay? And then as you complete these goals, put what you completed on a different colored post-it note and place those around. And what this is going to do is that after you complete a goal and then you reaffirm it by writing what you did and how you accomplished it on another post-it note, all of these post-it notes that are one color, let's say that we're going to use yellow and blue. Yellow is the goal. Blue is the accomplishment. And once you move from all the yellows and you get to all blue, you're going to have all these accomplishments that you've done. And what this does is that this affirms your success on a daily basis because you can go back and read these things. And you put them everywhere, everywhere that you go to on a daily basis. So I would put them on my mirror in my bathroom. I would put them on my monitor in my office, put them in my truck. So that this way I can see these things all the time. <clears throat> As you're visualizing things, don't leave out the details. You know, the, the, the devil's in the details. You know, you really got to be sure and get the details out there and what you're doing. <clears throat> the next thing you can do is use a vision board. A vision board is when you, is where you visually take pictures of your goals and as you accomplish them and create a roadmap of how you so 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 here's your goal. You put that at the very end. And you start at the top and you start putting pictures on how you're going to accomplish this goal and what you need and how you're going to do it. <clears throat> What's your purpose? Why is this goal? You know, what is your purpose of this goal? And you start going through this. And you can do this on a vision board, and a vision board is awesome to do it this way. Or <clears throat> if you're not that kind of person, you can do a journal. You can write and draw in a journal on what you're doing. And during this whole process, be sure and have vivid pictures in your mind of what you're doing, how you're doing it, what it's going to take to accomplish it, the things you need, the steps you got to take. The people you got to bring in. All of these things right here will help you um, visualize your success on a daily basis. Okay? The next one is surround yourself with positive people. And this is a biggie, folks. Seek out positive and like-minded people. Okay? And <clears throat> the next one is separate yourself from the negative people. Now, so find people that are like-minded that, that's going to reaffirm you. And separate yourself from people that are taken away from you, right? And so there, there's a saying that uh, with every with every situation and transaction you have within a day with another person, you're either giving life or taking life away from someone else. So always remember that. You always want to be giving life to someone in every transaction that you have. And what I mean by transaction is that it's as simple as having a conversation with someone. Okay, but find positive people and find people that are like you that want to do the things that you want to do. Okay, 
separate yourself from the negative people. Now, if you have a spouse, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or if I'm not using the correct pronouns, I'm sorry. <clears throat> but if you are in some sort of relationship, how about that, with another person? And <clears throat> if they are the negative person in your life, do this. Take them out of the equation. Don't talk to them about the things. Let me give you an example. So I had a buddy of mine, and he was wanting to start a business. And his wife <clears throat> had been on him. You know, his wife was very negative about this. It was basically, you know, hey, you can't do this. You're going to fail, blah, blah, blah. I told him, I said, hey, quit talking to her about it. I said, you come talk to me about it because we're like-minded, okay? I'm going to reaffirm you. I'm going to be positive in your life. I'm going to kick you in the butt <clears throat> whenever you're not doing the things you should be doing. And I'm going to celebrate with you when you're doing the right things. And so he just quit telling his wife about it. He just quit telling his wife about what was going on. And so he, he started his business. And he was doing it part-time while he was working. And his business started growing. And started growing a little more and a little more. He started getting some success. He said, hey, I, I, you know, I want to tell my wife about it. I said, no, 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 no. You don't want to tell your wife about any of this stuff. <clears throat> I said, because here's the thing about it is, is that she's the negative person in your life about this. It makes her mad because she's seen you fail so many times. And all thing this is going to do is going to bring you back down. So don't tell her. And he says, well, when can I tell her? I said, we'll tell her when the time is right. And so he, his business kept growing, growing, growing. And he started making all this money. And he had it in a, in a, in a business account, right? So his wife didn't know anything about it and stuff. And so he made enough money to where he was able to quit his job. And I said, now, before you quit your job, you need to go show your wife what you've done and everything else. And when he did and he showed her his success, she changed and became, instead of being the negative person in his life, the naysayer, she was his biggest cheerleader. She was the biggest positive impact in his life. And they grew this business to well over millions of dollars a year. And so the thing about it is, is that if you have that person in your life, it's okay to leave them out of the stuff. I'm not saying go get a divorce or anything. I'm just saying if this is causing friction in your marriage or in your relationship, then stop bringing them into it. Find someone that's going to help you and take you to the next level. It's imperative that you do that, okay? And the last one is, number seven, remember you are in a marathon, not a sprint. It takes time. None of this stuff happens overnight. And you just got to be patient sometimes. And I know patience is a virtue. I understand that it's, it's hard for most people. It's hard for me. But the thing about it is, is that if you remember, instead of saying, I want patience, just say, this takes time. I'm in a marathon, not a sprint. If you write those words up on the board, I'm in a marathon, not a sprint, okay, you will start developing patience over time. And the great thing to understand is that set small goals that you can achieve quickly. And if you can do that, you will, you will start gaining momentum in your life. You will start gaining momentum in your business. And so you can set goals for anything in life, guys. So don't just think that it's just business goals. 
but you can set goals for anything in life. But set them on things you can quickly achieve that you can set the next one to get to, okay? And I know people say, well, you need to set stretch goals and all these other things. I'm telling you right now, I set quick achievable goals so that I can achieve it and then I move forward to the next one. And I have them lined up. Back to back to back. All these goals, I break them down into bite-sized pieces. And I'm like, bam, I can do that one. And then I can do this one. Then I can, and then once you get on this roll, you can get through these goals. And then it gives you momentum. Once you get momentum, then you can achieve bigger goals. But start off with bite-sized pieces. Achieve goals quickly that are small. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for listening today. I am so proud to be back on my podcast. I'm glad you folks have been listening still, downloading a few podcasts every day. I just, I really do appreciate you folks. Thank you so much for supporting me. And folks, I will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to this episode. Hopefully, what I shared with you will help you in your business journey as we share to help others expand their minds, businesses, and profits. If this episode did help you, be sure to share it with someone else that you know that it will help. We can only achieve our mission if we share it with others and always give first. I hope I can also help you even further by sharing my resources. It is a page that contains all the digital assets we use to expand our business and to help us free up time. The great thing about this page is completely free. Just go to resources.expansioncode.com to get your free access. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a fantastic day, my friends.